the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along for the Friday, Friday, lovely Friday edition of The Ride Home. Kath, good to see you as well. Uh, looking very spring-like today. Well, I decided to try to, like, cheer myself up a little. You know, well, I put a on day. a little, you know... <laughs> Summer shirting. Yeah. Decided to kind of embrace the warmer weather. It's beautiful, mm. sunshiny Gorgeous. day. And it's not particularly warm if you're out in the wind. But if you get into your car that's been heated up in the sunshine, it feels like it's a 90 degree day. No, I, I believe, you know, after this, long, it's been like two weeks of cold, wet no. weather. So Stop I believe this is spring is back. We're, we're, we're here, right? Thank goodness. I love how authoritative you are about it. Spring is back. I like, like how I'm you say it. I believe that. Like you just, you're just, you're just throwing your lot in there. Okay. It's all I got, right? All right. Look out the window. I see the sun shining. Temperatures are good. Anyway, it is a good day and it is a Friday. Uh, What time is it, please? Yeah. It is time for me to tell you. Tell me what. Your weekend has begun. Ah, yes. It's five minutes past the four o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. And truly, at least in this corner of the world, all is right and well, is it not? Very good. I believe you're correct. All right, good. So as we always do, we take a look at the, uh, the news of the world. Kath, please present us. The new stories, the top four at four. Well, sure. For Friday, <laughs> May 14th. Well, I'm just, sure. trying to be, I'm just trying to be amenable. It's like, oh, I, I thought it was like a little attitude. <laughs> well, sure. But I'll just assume the best, not the worst. Number one. I'm sure you've heard by now that at least eight states began to lift mask mandates following the CDC's updated guidance that fully vaccinated Americans could discard masks outdoors and in many situations indoors. The new guidelines announced by Dr. Rochelle Walensky, director of the CDC Control and Prevention and recorded in USA Today, represents a major step forward for every single person. Okay, everybody. Soon after she spoke, Connecticut, Illinois, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan, Minnesota, Nevada, Oregon, Washington, and right here in PA began to adjust their mask wearing guidance. Now, despite the new guidance, some major retailers and restaurant chains like Starbucks, Target, Walmart, CVS, and Kroger are keeping their mask requirements for now, but said they will reevaluate policies. That's kind of hard when you have, you know, locations in all sorts of different states. You know what I mean? Yeah. Number two. And speaking of COVID-19, in a letter in the journal Science, 18 infectious disease experts, immunologists, and epidemiologists joined a global call for more information about the earliest days of the COVID-19 outbreak. It is still unclear how it originated, and the lack of information feeds conspiracy theories and prevents scientists and policymakers from taking steps to prevent the next deadly pandemic, experts say. 
We'll never know for sure, right? No. Well, I, well, we have. I think oh, we have to. Right? It's, just, come forth. it's essential. Anyway, the New York Times reports that proponents of the idea that the virus may have leaked from a lab, especially the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China, where SARS viruses were studied, have been active this year since a World Health Organization team issued a report claiming that such a leak was extremely unlikely, even though their mission never investigated the Chinese labs. Thank you, World Health Organization. Anyway, the new letter argued for a new and more rigorous investigation of virus origins that would involve a broader range of experts and safeguard against conflicts of interest. Number three, former Navy Lieutenant Ryan Graves says he and other members of his FA-18 fighter squadron detected strange, maneuverable and unidentifiable objects flying in restricted airspace, airspace southeast of Virginia Beach nearly every day for two years, beginning in 2015. The sightings were so common, he said, pilots and their crews began to take them for granted. Graves is calling these objects a threat to national security. According to CBS News, Graves is one of several current and former military members who have spoken publicly about what the Pentagon now calls Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, or UAP. These documented sightings, recorded on gun camera video and photos taken by U.S. service members, have been analyzed by the Defense Department for years. But the government only grudgingly acknowledged the internal efforts after unclassified videos of UAP were leaked to the New York Times in 2017. And number four, the Pens will begin their first round series against the New York Islanders on Sunday at noon on NBC. That is NHL playoffs. Brendan Burke will be on the call next to Keith Jones. If you're curious about that, I also want you to know that game two will be Tuesday night. Then we'll also have a game Thursday night and then next Saturday. And then after that, we'll see what happens. That is your top four. four. Nice. Very good in duty, Didi. All right. We've got a jam-packed show for you. Uh, our first guest up in a few minutes is Rutledge Etheridge. Rutledge Etheridge from Geneva College. You know, oftentimes we think of church as a, an oasis, a haven, right? But... Rutledge is going to talk to us about when cancel culture comes to church. That's next on The Ride Home. We are Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, 101.5 Word FM. When cancel culture comes to church, that's next. WORD. I'm Kenny Woods from Word FM, along with John Hall and Kathy Emmons from The Ride Home. We are partnering with Bible League International on Open the Floodgates, Bibles for Africa. In many parts of countries like Kenya, Ghana, Tanzania, and Mozambique, as many as 9 out of 10 Christians are denied God's Word by corrupt governments, poverty, and remoteness. That's exactly why we're partnering with Bible League International to send Bibles to 2,800 new believers in Africa. $5 sends a Bible, $50 sends 10, $500 sends 100. Call 800-YES-WORD to send Bibles today or go to wordfm.com slash Bibles to give online. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. 
Windows R Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through June 30th. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That is windowsruspittsburgh.com. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. The world has changed a lot over this past year. If you are turning 65 or currently on Medicare, Assurance can help you get confidence in knowing you have the health care coverage you need. Chat with a licensed insurance agent for a free no-obligation Medicare Advantage plan consultation with Assurance at 1-833-381-1599. That's 1-833-381-1599 or assurance.com slash radio. Together, Assurance can help recommend a Medicare Advantage plan that's right for you. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. I don't like what you've done, who you associate with, what you've said, what you're reading, how you engage the world. Therefore, I cancel you. That's where we are today. You are person non grata. You are gone, excused from the conversation of life. Well, what about church? Does cancel culture come to, to church as well? We as Christians, uh, are we part of this? Rutledge Etheridge is back with us. Rutledge Etheridge is Assistant Professor of Biblical Studies at Geneva College, author of God Breathed, Connecting Through Scripture to God, Others, the Natural World, and Yourself. Rut, welcome back. Cancel culture, is that really a church as well? Yeah, it's there because I think cancel culture is one of the maybe newer expressions of the age-old issue of our sinful nature you know, it, it's the exaltation of self. It's the prideful suppression of anything that challenges the narrative about ourselves or life that we've so deeply invested in. And when it comes down to it, we, we just don't want to hear it. We, we just don't want to deal with it. And um, the irony, I think, is that in preaching and counseling, as we should, against the council, cancel culture kind of um, ethos and atmosphere we end up not listening to people who may be trying to tell us something that we need to hear from the other side. So it's, it's the vicious irony of sin come to a a particularly potent current expression. What about the arrogance that we, uh, all of us at one time or another display, um, rut being so absolute, (laughs) I laugh because I've just, we've each seen it, you know, 10,000 times, just so 
absolutely certain that we're right about things that often yeah. are just unknowable or, or either they're unknowable or they're way outside our purview of expertise. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, on the really debatable issues, we sometimes take um, such very dogmatic um, of stances. Uh, what I'm seeing more and more is that even within what is absolutely knowable and what is absolutely true, and, and as we learn it as such from the scriptures, there's a real subtlety where I think the cancel culture mentality comes in because we are so convinced that not only do we know the truth, but we have, without realizing it, equated our perception of that truth, our particular take on mm. that truth with the truth itself. And so if somebody challenges us personally, we take it as an affront to God himself. Um, we take it, you know, if someone tries to correct our interpretation or say, hey, you're, you're not seeing this right, or did you know this person in the past didn't look at it that way, and, and they're not very much like you. And so we end up positioning objective truth as our personal truth. And, and that makes us all the more blind to areas in which we are actually sealing ourselves off from hearing from God, from hearing from the truth that we claim is so knowable. Right. Okay. But right now, you, you know this to be true. It, say you had, you know, a small group of 10 Christians in a room together, and you were going to sit down and have a conversation about um, what? Um, justice, right? I mean, that's a big word mm -hmm. in the church today, right? Whether it's racial justice or whatnot, justice, or um, women in the church, women in church leadership, mm -hmm. right? Um, of mm -hmm. those 10 people, Everyone will go to their Bible and they will pull out verses that support their perspective solely, right? And everything else mm -hmm. is beside the point. So uh, uh, even within the church body, we're all grabbing onto the scripture. Uh, some of us, you know, yep. grabbing onto those very loosely or misinterpreting it or not fully understanding the nature of the scripture. But you can see the problem, right? I mean, it's just a common thing. Yeah, it is. And I think that's one of the great things about having, you know, a room full of people with different opinions is that we're able to actually, if we're willing to listen, say, well, why do you see it that way? You know, what is it about your life experience that frames your understanding of the very same passage that we're both looking at? And I think when we're insufficiently self-critical, we tend to assume that, well, we're just the norm. You know, we, we just represent how things should be. We represent the calm reasonable, rational, just common sense way of doing things, not realizing how conditioned uh, that we actually have yeah. been to see things in a certain way. Um, G.K. Chesterton, he, he writes in um, The Everlasting Man, he says, the best relation to our spiritual home is to be near enough to love it, but the next best is to be far enough away to hate it. Because from that perspective, we can see the things that those who are in the inside just just don't. And and so there's just deep value to listening to someone else. And instead of writing them off immediately because they disagree, say, well, why do you see the same passage that way? Um, and you're neither assuming they're correct, but nor are you assuming they're incorrect, but you actually listen to them. You know, Proverbs 11 says in the multitude of counselors, there's safety and, and there's victory. And I think we need to be willing to listen to that voice of the other um, so that we can understand our own selves as, as hearers and interpreters. 
Rut, just last night I was observing an interchange on Twitter, which of course, you know, is dangerous for anyone's psychological health, but this actually was, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But this one actually ended up well, it was helpful to me. Um, It was, um, it was, it was a series of posts um, that were tweeted by our friend Tish Harrison Warren. And this is what I love that she, that did you, did you see that last night? You know, I didn't, but I attended a webinar that she led recently and it was wonderful. Yeah, this is what I loved about what she said. She was talking about a particular theological issue, and she has a perspective on that theological issue. She's an Anglican priest. But the Mm -hmm. essence of her tweets was how much she values people inside Christendom who have the opposite perspective how she has been uh, taught by them, how she values them as individuals, um, how she appreciates what she can learn from them about other things and not just seeing them through the, through the lens of this one thing that she might disagree with them on. And it was so, it was so healthy. That's why it stood out on Twitter. It was shocking (laughs) really. And, but what I, but it, it did, it gave me that, it gave me a really positive feeling of thinking, okay, this is really a, a real life example of what we need to see is someone who's not like her opinion didn't change based on all these other people that she knows who have the opposite opinion, but it's okay. She still looks at those people as brothers and sisters. She sees that there's something significant that they differ on, but a lot of other things that they agree on. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing when other human beings are are treated as other human beings, as complex people full of complex thoughts, rather than simply being a personification of an idea that we already know we oppose and we've shut down conversation on the topic. So so that's wonderful. Um, You know, it's interesting. I was um, in a a dialogue uh, with someone not too long ago. And I sent him an article and, and said, you know, this is a really interesting take on this particular passage. And, and he wrote back and he said, I got halfway through and I had to stop reading because it sounded like this person's interpretation was influenced by critical race theory. And so he didn't even finish reading the article. And, and I thought, well, there, there's some irony there because in order to stay far away from an idea, a, a thought system that is accused of assuming certain things he assumed certain things halfway through the article and then canceled it, you know, and, and said, I, I can't deal with this right now. Um, so we're, we're locked into those, those, those cycles of, of self-defeating irony where we just won't listen to someone else and, and what they can lend. Again, not whether we agree or, or disagree, but to see it from a different angle, we actually end up seeing our own perspectives and we actually end up understanding our own um, interpretations of, of scripture more clearly. And, and to your point that you just mentioned, Kathy, we begin to realize that, hey, this is another human being uh, from whom I can learn, who, who bears God's image, perhaps as a brother or sister in Christ. And, and there is value in our conversing together and loving one another by way of that genuine openness to listen. In Geneva College, we're speaking with Rutledge Etheridge about cancel culture has come to the church. So, Rut, a little bit ago, you said that uh, oftentimes within the church, we are insufficiently self-critical, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I would take that uh, as truth, uh, and a, with that uh, insufficient self-criticism, our lack of humility, and perhaps hand-in-hand hand mm-hmm. within that is our lack of holiness. So, yeah. I mean— I mean, I, I believe that that's where it starts, right? That if yeah, we right. would lean into the holiness of our call as believers to Jesus 
and know mm-hmm. how blessed we are to be called to have that holiness. And how limited we are. Right. Yes. I mean. Yes. Yeah, that, I would, that's, that's I would, again. Oh, I'm sorry. That, that's, again, the, the irony, you know, especially in, in um, the, the circles in which I travel uh, theologically, most typically, is we have a big emphasis on the sinfulness of, of people, you know, the, the total depravity of, of people. And so we should be the first person who are, in a sense, doubting ourselves to the extent that we're willing to listen to the, to the opinion of, of someone else who can, can help us see more clearly. And, and then there comes the, the confidence in Christ, you know, that, that, that leaning into his holiness and that recognition that his truth is so much bigger than I can perceive and it does not depend upon my perfect representation of it to survive. So while not, you know, relaxing to the point where I become passive, I, I can certainly calm down and I can take a deep breath and, and I can be open to the ways that the Lord might be leading me, you know, through this conversation uh, with, with someone of a, of a different opinion. And, and so really it, it does come back to our view of God as all things do. It comes back to our view of God first and foremost and, and the way that we reflect that in our humility, in our love, in our, in our wisdom. All right. So, really about, so then with that, I mean, look, we can't look over the past 10 or 20 years, how many denominations have splintered, right? I mean, the, the church itself is exploding, you know, and this is even before the onset of the truth of cancel culture. So we can't figure yeah. it out on our own. I mean, we're just, you know... We're just human beings first and foremost. And I, so is there, I mean, if you get together with your colleagues, whether it's at, you know, the circles within your church or within the circles at Geneva College where you're a teacher and, you know, like-minded people, what does that look like? Is, is there a prescriptive way to move forward to be holy and the body first and then mm-hmm. take that holiness in the body first out to the greater conversation within community? Yeah, you know, one of the things I, I think it begins with, you know, to get very practical with it, I think we, we begin yeah. with the fact of God as creator of, of the entire cosmos, and, and therefore all truth being very deeply interconnected. And if every human being is an image bearer, then when I am, am sitting down and, and talking with a colleague or, or whoever it may be, and, and they're expressing something I'm not quite sure about, one of the things that I can do as an act of love is to look for the image-bearing instincts that are reflected in what they are saying. You know, what is the image-bearing need that is being exposed here? Even if the solution sounds like a terrible solution to the problem, what sensitivities given by God's Spirit, part of the image of God, are, are being reflected here? And, and I can jump in on that, that particular point and say, yeah, I perceive that need too. Now, maybe we differ on the solution, but our common humanity, which bears God's image, is crying out in unison, you know, at, at least to this particular point. So if we can seek to honor the image-bearing instincts of others in the ideas that they're bringing to the table and that they'd like us to consider, we've warmed ourselves to them as human beings, and, and perhaps a productive dialogue can ensue from that. And, and, and eventually, Lord willing, you know, it, it leads to the gospel. It leads to the very specific things that the scriptures have said and stated knowably as absolute truth uh, to, to come in and, and to correct and, and to lead errant thoughts or ways of life or, or habits 
um, to their 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 cleansing and 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 their fullness in, in Jesus Christ. That's Rutledge Etheridge, Assistant Professor of Biblical Studies at Geneva College, also author of the book God Breathed, Connecting Through Scripture to God, Others, the Natural World, and Yourself. Rut, thanks for being here again. Good, Rut. Thanks an awful lot. Thanks so much for having me. It was great to talk with you both again. Really great to talk to you. The image-bearing need that is being reflected in our conversations. I love that. I mean, would it were so that if we could have that on the tip of our tongue and with us in every thought every conversation, every interaction we have from the church outward, the image-bearing need that has been reflected, Rutledge Etheridge from Geneva College. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, Coming up in just a few minutes, it's our Friday feature. Is it not this or that? Kath has 10 things. I have 10 things. I'm not sure. Is it a deep dive psychologically or is it just tomfoolery? Yeah. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. This is John Hall. Visit MyPillow.com for deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the new My Slippers. Click the radio listener square and enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. Remember to use promo code WORD. Maybe you can relate to this. A lot of people think they're stuck with their health plan. It costs too much or for whatever reason, they just don't like it. The great news, you are not stuck with it. There is a choice. It's called MediShare, and you could save so much the typical savings for a family is 500 bucks a month. Major difference maker. This is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And just to give you a little more info about MediShare, it's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's worked beautifully for 26 years, has more than 400,000 members, and they've shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So, yes, they could help share your needs, too. So you're not stuck. There's an excellent alternative, whether you're single or married, you got a family, MediShare is super flexible. You can choose an option that works for you and start saving lots of money. You can join anytime. They're great to talk to. No pressure. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at ourpcs.org. We are 
everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. We'll see mainly clear skies for tonight with a low of 43, partly sunny tomorrow, tomorrow's high 69. Tomorrow night becoming cloudy with a low of 48. Sunday will have times of clouds and sun. Sunday will reach a high of 67. Monday mostly cloudy with a high of 70. As temperatures warm, please look before you lock. Make sure you don't leave your child unattended in your vehicle. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. It's time for this or that, our weekly delve into the ridiculousness. Kath has 10, this or that. I have 10 as well. I'm not sure it means anything, a psychological litmus test, or it's just going around on a Friday. I don't know. Some insights, some personal insights, perhaps. Maybe. Kath, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I think you should choose, John. How about that? All right. Uh, are you letting me choose? Well, then if you're letting me choose, I'll go first. All right. All right, this is the, um, I would say, the travel edition of this or that. Interesting. Attending the Olympics in Japan, attending the Masters in Augusta, Georgia. Oh, the Masters in Augusta, Georgia. Really? Absolutely. A week at Whitehaven Beach on Wits Sundays Island in Australia. A week at the beach at Copacabana, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Oh, okay. That's hard. I don't take the level of COVID into consideration, do I? No, that's not not even thinking about that. Then I choose Australia, John. Australia. Yes. Okay. Eight hours of traveling, 1,200 miles on a train, the Beijing bullet train. Ooh. A three-day traveling experience of 2,800 miles across Canada in the Canadian Railway. Canadian Rockies, yes. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do that. There you go. The running of the bulls. The Tour de France. Oh, the running of the bulls creeps me out, to be honest with you. I'm going Tour de France. All right. Plus it's in France, so that's a plus. Deep earth exploring caves in Borneo. Mountain climbing in Tibet. Okay, I would be horrible at both, but the caving gives me, like, a psychological problem, just contemplating it. Some travel. You can go to Tibet or Borneo, right? Mm. A drive to New York City. A drive to Upper Michigan. Oh, see, they're both good, John. This or that? But I'll go to the UP in Michigan. Upper Michigan, all right. The National Library of St. Mark's in Venice, Italy. The Abbey Library of St. Gall in St. Gallen, Switzerland. Listen, I'm going to Italy. That's a nice Mm. look. They're both beautiful, but that's the Italy one. I mean, that's just. All right. Visiting the town of Carefree, Arizona. Visiting the town of Dull, Scotland. (laughs) I'm going Carefree. Plus, it's closer. All right. Outdoor dining at a uh, patio in Bruges, Belgium. Mm. Outdoor dining at a Cafe de Flore in Paris, France. Uh, I, I've always wanted to go to Bruges, but Paris always wins out. Mm-hmm. 
the Burning Man Festival in the Nevada Desert, the Montreux Jazz Festival in Switzerland. I'm I'm going Burning Man. All right. Never wearing a mask again. Never wearing a mask again. <laughs> I choose never wearing a mask again, John. Here you go. That's my this or that. Very nice indeed. Around All right. World. Now, funny you should bring that up, John, because I have for you, based on the fact that you're leaving for a vacation, Boom. the vacation edition of this or that. Yeah, very nice. Number one, John, check your bags mm-hmm. or carry on? Carry on. The south of France or Bali, Indonesia? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this or yeah, that, I'm John? To, yeah. I'm going to go to Indonesia. Okay. Give me Bali. Lose your passport or lose your luggage? Ooh, that's rough. Uh, lose your luggage. Okay. Starbucks in the airport or snacks you bring from home? Oh, Starbucks at the airport. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, man. Treat yourself. Florida or Vancouver? Oh, Florida's weird. Uh, I'm going to Vancouver. Take a cruise, John, or find your own way around somewhere. Find your own way around. Cruise. Number seven, say something when the guy in front of you puts his seat back in the plane or grin and bear it. There's a lot of variables there, Kat. Lots of variables. This How long that. is the flight? How big is the guy? This or that, John. What about my patience level? Just deal with it. Number eight. Break up a fist fight in the airplane or <laughs> get pulled out for inspection by the TSA. Oh, I'm going to get pulled out for inspection. Are you? I, okay, I got nothing great. to hide. That fist okay. fight, yeah, I'm not going to get involved in that. All right. Number nine, take the little tiny hotel bottles of shampoo and conditioner with you or act like a normal person and remember you have your own at home. Yeah, yeah. act like a normal person. I don't need that. And I'm never going to use it anyway. Number 10, when the airline representative calls for boarding, do you wait for your letter designation or do you get in line and hope they don't notice you're boarding earlier than you're supposed to? I'm not scamming anybody. And quite honestly, I want to be the last person to get on the plane. I don't want to sit there and fuss around and look at everybody. I know where my seat is. I'm going to sit down. I'll wait my time. That's all. And your bonus question for today, John. OJ running through the airport or David Hasselhoff at the beach? (laughs) David Hasselhoff. Give me that. That bare-chested man, you hunk of doodle. 101.5 WORD. I'm Keith Stevens. Join Donna Cruz and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. We'll share stories of strength and beauty coming from these hard times. And one of my favorite art forms is called Kintsugi, where they take broken pottery, and rather than throwing it out, they mend it with gold or platinum. And they think it's more beautiful because of the breaks. Not in spite of them, but because of them. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith. Tomorrow night at 10 on 101.5 Word FM. W-O-R-D. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. Do you have a special event coming up in your life? A shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all natural, farm fresh foods? Then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her 
her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm-fresh catering from the Springhouse. I'm Pastor Tom Hall. Did you know that First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, is the oldest anything in Pittsburgh? Older than any newspaper, school, or business. Join us Sundays in person at 1045 a.m. Hear the timeless good news of Jesus Christ. We'll be social distancing and keeping everyone safe, so let us know you're coming at fpcp.org. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. How can you draw closer to God and increase your knowledge of His Word? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. By reading four chapters a day, you'll read the entire Bible in less than a year. Or pick a specific topic, such as the life of Christ or the New Testament. Choose among more than 20 free Bible reading plans from 45 to 100 days. BibleStudyTools.com lets you choose your favorite translation. Track your progress and grow your faith online at BibleStudyTools.com. it's any surprise to say we live in an anxious age, right? I mean, this this has been an (laughs) anxious time. Oh, man, oh, man. Uh, Where where are we in this world? Uh, It's it's psychologically dangerous. Well, C.J. Cordelbaum is with us. Uh, Brooklyn native, currently serves at Apostles Church in Brooklyn. C.J. is a writer, a speaker, uh, an urban missionary, and an avid reader. He wrote a piece that we love called The God of Our Anxiety. And C.J., welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah, C.J., you've written uh, uh, on an important issue here on anxiety. Um, I didn't realize, um, C.J., that I was an anxious person until I ended up with uh, what was clinically classified as a postpartum anxiety disorder uh, after I had my second child. And um, it sent me into a tailspin um, that resulted in me being in weekly counseling for more than three years. And as difficult as that era was in my life, it was an absolute godsend um, because I just, there were many, many layers of my own issues that I had to unpack that I'm still unpacking. Um, But I see from this article that you have, um, not the same story, but you've come at anxiety from from a different angle. So tell us about it. Right. So for me, it was when I turned 27, you hit that uh, that quarter-life crisis. Mm-hmm. I had just gotten married. Um, my career was nowhere near what I thought it should have been by that point in my life. I was deep in student loan debt. I, I was just starting to look at the world around me and at myself and and I just started to go down this path of what am I doing? Where am I? Who am I? And yeah. it just it led me to this to this dark, sad place. And I, I didn't have words for it. 
um, my family is Caribbean. When I experienced bouts of depression as a child, because I I realize now that this has been a lifelong thing for me, just all kind of crested at 27, my, my mom's answer would be, go take a nap, or you must be bored, go wash the dishes, go clean up something. Um, the, the idea was always to just work through it, to just keep pushing through. And so thanks to a good friend of mine and my pastor, I, I was able to go see a counselor. And just like you, I was able to start to unpack a lot of the, the buried issues that had just sat in my heart and life for so long. So, uh, CJ, in your piece that you write, Where is uh, the God of Our Anxiety? You mentioned a piece that uh, helped you. And I, I believe this is true, though, right? That we recognize an old cliche that everybody else is dealing with their own particular hurts. It helps us deal with ourselves a little more kindly, perhaps, and those around us a little more so. But uh, Ben Gordon, uh, an NBA star, wrote a a piece, and you use that as a jumping off point about getting stuck. Can Can you just read a little section of that? Yes. So there's this piece in uh, Ben Gordon's article for the Players' Tribune in which he says, this started way back in the day. I remember being in Sunday school and the pastor explaining that God had created everything in the universe. The plants, God created them. The people, God created them. The universe, God created it. And I just remember this thought hitting me like, yo, if God created everything, then who created God? And that was when the loop started. I got stuck. My mind started racing with these deep thoughts. And it's kind of like quicksand. You try to get out, but you just sink deeper and deeper. If God created everything, then who created God? That that was Ben Gordon's um, peace and experience and what kind of sent him down that loop. And I say in the article, you know, it was this one simple yet massive question that completely changed his life. If God created everything, then who created God? And so obviously he was a basketball star. He would use his time on the court as a way to just blackout. His mind wasn't racing with this question because all he saw were the people in front of him. And it's funny because back in high school, I would watch Ben Gordon play and I would say to myself, I want to get to that level. I want to play like him. I want, I want to be in another zone. And little did I know that zone that he was in was his personal escape. It was the only time that his mind wasn't racing. And I actually can relate because even to this day, I'm when I play basketball, that is the only time my mind isn't going nuts. There's no other activity in my life that I do where I'm not constantly thinking. My mind's constantly going, except when I'm playing ball, just like him. Yeah, isn't That's that fascinating? Isn't that interesting? And isn't it funny, CJ, when you hear about somebody else's anxiety? Like when I hear that story, I think, well, that that like that doesn't make me anxious at all. Like wondering who 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 created God. But if I told Ben my anxiety, he'd be like, well, that doesn't make any sense to me either. Like anxiety is incredibly personal and specific. Yes, we we all have our own unique triggers. What does it for one person will be completely benign to another. And, And this is, I think, why we often have a hard time being sympathetic and empathetic towards other people's anxieties because we look at it and we go, well, that's no big deal. Why are you stressing over that? But someone would say the exact same thing to us and we wouldn't take kindly to it. 
Okay, so then that question, who created God, sent Ben Gordon uh, reeling. It sent his heart and mind racing, as you say, CJ. What was the answer to that question that would reduce his anxiety? You know, I don't know if Ben ever actually found the answer. I do know he, he went to therapy and went to counseling, and his counselor was able to kind of talk him down and and get him into a place in which he's able to kind of sit with that question and not have it not have it upend his world. But I don't I don't think Ben ever truly discovered, you know, the truth and beauty of who God is. Mm. Isn't it different, CJ, and you mentioned this at the end of your article, to have a therapist who is, you know, skilled in the, you know, the clinical uh you know art of therapy while at the same time reminding you over and over again that if you don't get to know Jesus, if you're not willing to engage the deepest parts of you with God, then it's kind of a waste of time. Yeah, okay. Now, right. So wait, uh, just on top of that, Kath, is that, look, when we talk about you know going to therapy, people who listen right now go, well, that's very privileged of you. I mean, I, I can't afford therapy. Right. Um, that's not part of my worldview. I just I mean, look at the billions and billions of people who've trod this earth over, you know, millennial. How many what tiny percentage of people are going to talk to somebody about their ills to try to figure it out? Right now. Thank goodness, you know, for Scripture. I would imagine that was um, therapy for a lot of people before, you know, there was therapists. But even in the midst of it all, you're kind of left to your own devices, aren't you? I think in some ways, yes. But I think this this is the beauty of deep, diverse community. Having people who can speak into your life with with no restrictions. You, you need people who can really talk to you about who you are, what you've done, and help push and pull you back towards Jesus. It'd be great if we could all see someone who is licensed in counseling and in therapy, but if you can't, then I, my hope would be for the Christian that you are able to lean into your community. There are, I believe there are 59 one another commands in the New Testament, love one another, bear with one another, all those different things. 49 of them relate specifically to life in the church. There's no such thing as a Christian on an island. So even if you can't afford therapy and you can't see a counselor, the hope is you are living in deep community with people who can bear these burdens with you and help you walk through it. That's so, that is such a good point. And, you know, when I think back on that, uh, that like time of like uh, mental health emergency in my life, I saw my therapist once a week and that was constant and that was consistent over the, those, that three plus year period. But way more than that, if you're talking time wise, did I talk to friends or my husband or my, you know what I mean? Like there, there was a much greater community time wise that helped me through that process than my therapist that was 50 minutes a week. Yeah. Yeah. That's really that good. Okay. For me. It was uh, yeah. those deep friendships that really helped see me through just from a time perspective, more than the hour a week that I was getting with my therapist. Mm-hmm. But you know what, though, I, I think about this too. And, and, you know, CJ, I'm sure, you know, as a guy perspective, I mean, I've got guys who I stay in close contact with, but there's only a couple of guys that I go, this is really where I am. 
I mean, you know, right? There's a, there's a, I think probably for everybody, right? There's a tier of intimacy that you share with people, right? You've got your wide circle, then you've got a tighter circle. And then within the tight circle, you've got just a, a one or two. I mean, thank goodness for that. It's hard to find the trust within yourself to be trustworthy to others who you hope are trusting you to tell yeah. the truth, to find your way out. I mean, that's why, you know, in some ways going to see a therapist, you know, you go, I'm paying this person, person, you know, for their expertise. Uh, I'm leaning on my friends for their love and guidance. And there is a, a an intersection between those two. And I need them both at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, if it's possible in your life, it should be a both end. You shouldn't reduce this to an either or binary because both have their advantages and their values. And just speaking as men, we have a hard enough time going deep in relationships because we're not taught to be vulnerable like that. I actually just started a podcast with one of my best friends specifically about this issue because there aren't many men talking about this, how we need to let our guards down with one another. We need, we need to talk to other men and know that whatever it is we're struggling with, whatever we're going through, we're not alone. But I think a lie of the enemy is especially with men, is leading us into this place of isolation where we believe that we're the only ones. And if we could start to open up to each other, I think we would see a a revolution amongst men. CJ Cordobaum is with us. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn native. Hey, CJ, we've got literally like 30 seconds. Uh, how's Brooklyn? How are things there? What's the health and vitality of your neighborhood post-COVID? It's it's looking good. We New York is opening back up in a few days. Uh, I was just at the park today with my daughter. There were a ton of kids. Everyone was feeling good. I, we're, we're getting to a place where things are getting better now. Fabulous. Terrific. We're so happy for you guys. It's been a long slog for <laughs> all of us, good. but particularly <laughs> for you. Yeah. CJ, really nice to meet you. I really yeah, appreciate CJ. the vulnerability you showed in writing this piece and joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, our pleasure. C.J. Cordobaum, uh, you can find him online. Uh, we found him at uh, the Desiring God, um, Christ, and Pop Culture site. And uh, check him out, C.J. Cordobaum. Take a quick break. we got more ahead. It's the Friday edition of The Ride Home. Stay with us. Be back in just a few. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-500-5588. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-500-5588. 800-500-5588. That's 800-500-5588. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner where students see faith woven into every subject. 
and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Where the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Our smiles are still behind our masks. We are welcoming patients back, and we're happy to do so. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Although some of the details of their appointment may look different, we can't give the normal hugs or handshakes that they might be used to. The same exceptional dentistry, the same compassionate care that they've really become accustomed to is still there. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. daily reading of wide and various news sources, you come across some things where you, you arch an eyebrow because it's not directly connected with how you look at the world. Now, I, I do from time to time, uh, actually on a regular basis, look at the Pittsburgh City Paper. Uh, for decades, the City Paper has, you know, was a free giveaway paper. I don't even know if they're producing a, 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 a you know, a hard physical paper, but they are a presence, of course, like all media is online. But the headline is, East Liberty abortion care workers call out new, quote, fake clinic for confusing patients. And uh, the article says April 24th, East Liberty got a new neighbor as Women's Care Center held its grand opening ceremony. All the center is marked as a resource for pregnant women seeking assistance and counseling. Abortion care workers warn people to read the fine print before walking beneath the building's lotus flower signs. According to abortion care worker Crystal Grabowski, Women's Care Center is just the latest in a long line of anti-abortion efforts known as crisis pregnancy centers, what abortion right advocates call fake clinics. Grabowski says fake clinics are a common practice by churches, religious groups, and other anti-abortion organizations. Their primary goal is not to provide sound medical advice for people seeking pregnancy and abortion care. Instead, their mission is to advance an anti-abortion, often religiously motivated agenda. They're really banking on people not knowing what to do. All right. So let me say, John, that, you know, you know what you're getting when you read the city paper. Right. Yes. So they it have a very particular, particular worldview. They have a particular progressive worldview. Um, however, just I, I think it's important to come out and say that that's just absolutely wrong. Now, here, I, I'm not defending the Women's Care Center in East Liberty. I don't know anything don't know about them. I'm not endorsing them. I have never heard of their name before. I don't know anything about it. But the portion that you read was talking about pregnancy care centers in general. Right. And the quote that you included, their primary goal 
is not to provide sound medical is not to provide sound medical advice for people seeking pregnancy and abortion care instead to advance an anti-abortion often religiously motivated agenda um i don't think any uh pregnancy center i've ever been in has hid the fact that they were religiously motivated right right but it that also does not mean that they're not providing sound medical advice and i don't believe it's not either or they're not misrepresenting themselves either. I believe that you know what, when you walk in there what your story is. Now here, in Allegheny County alone, this is from the same article, there are over a dozen CPCs according to the Pittsburgh DSA Socialist Feminist Committee with many featuring names with targeted language such as Choices Pregnancy Center on the south side in Coriopolis and the Women's Clinic in Upper St. Clair and Mount Lebanon. They want to appear as close to an abortion provider as possible, but they are not, so beware. Well, they're not. They're not an abortion provider. They're not. So, you know, that's big newsflash to anybody. But it also does not mean, because they disagree with you, that they're not providing sound clinical advice. Yes. Five o'clock hour of The Ride Home with John and Kathy coming up in a few minutes. What's to do this weekend? Mm-hmm. And the weekend review. That's straight ahead on The Ride Home. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Democrats are divided over U.S. support for Israel and its fight against the Hamas terrorist group. Democrats are seeing a fracture in their normally unified ranks over the issue of U.S. support for the Jewish state. Anti-Israel sentiments coming from lawmakers like Representative Ilhan Omar, who calls Israeli airstrikes that left civilians dead in Gaza terrorist attacks. Progressives like Elizabeth Warren and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez condemning Israel's planned evictions in East Jerusalem. But Maryland Democrat Ben Cardin joins most Republicans in praising Israel as what he calls a country of law. Cardin says he has confidence in Israel's legal system. Bob Agner reporting. Gas shortages have spread from the South, almost exhausting supplies in Washington, D.C. Meanwhile, Colonial Pipeline reported making substantial progress in getting the pipeline back in full service. On Wall Street, the Dow had 422 points and the NASDAQ 331 points higher. This is SRN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort, and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. This is John Hall. Visit MyPillow.com for deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the new MySlippers. Click the radio listener square and enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. Remember to use promo code WORD. Fellow Christians are suffering in Africa. This is Kathy Emmons with Word FM. Pastor Lumo ministers in Mozambique near the Indian Ocean. He's been beaten and jailed many times, not merely for what he believes, but for how he lives out his faith. 
You see, Lumo has been quietly and faithfully sharing the gospel with Muslims, and hundreds are coming to Christ. But extremists have assaulted Lumo, his family, and many in his congregation. They're not asking for an end to the persecution they face. Instead, they're praying for God's word to endure and persevere as new followers of Christ. That's exactly why we're partnering with Bible League International to send Bibles to 2,800 new believers in Africa. $5 sends a Bible, $50 sends 10, $500 sends 100. Call 800-YES-WORD, 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D. That's 800-YES-WORD or click the Bible League banner at wordfm.com. God bless you for caring. For the ones who get going. When the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the Pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. We'll see mainly clear skies for tonight with a low of 43, partly sunny tomorrow, tomorrow's high 69. Tomorrow night becoming cloudy with a low of 48. Sunday will have times of clouds and sun. Sunday will reach a high of 67. Monday mostly cloudy with a high of 70. As temperatures warm, please look before you lock. Make sure you don't leave your child unattended in your vehicle. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Four minutes past the five o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. I mean, you can lay your things down and proceed to your weekend plans. Hopefully, it's a, a good, warm weekend and uh, you get some things done, but primarily able to disengage a little bit. Kath, how are things with you in the homestead? Things are just fine, John. A beautiful, sunshiny day. Fabulous. Uh, looking forward to a nice weekend. And mm. it is probably, I don't know if it's too early or too late, but I would like to tell you, mm. your weekend has begun. Ah, yes. Thank goodness. Very, very good. Is it not? Yeah, good to have a weekend. All right. So is. I'll if take you're it. thinking about plans, do you have particular plans this weekend, Kath? I do. Yes. A big weekend for you. Yes, my daughter's graduating from college tomorrow, so it kind of takes up, you know, some significant time. And I think that's the whole weekend, basically, right? It is kind of the whole weekend. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got a party? Uh, you know what? She really did not want a party, didn't she? She really did not. Nope, nope. She's a little bummed, a little disappointed. Not disappointed. But she's a little uh, sad about graduating. She has a lot of good friends at yeah. school, and kind of, you know, already mourning the, uh, you know, the passing of that. She's an and adult. so she just said she'd just kind of like to sit around with a couple of friends and hang out. So that's okay, what good. the plan is. Well, I've got some suggestions for her oh, then you if did. you want to do otherwise. Terrific. Okay. Thank you, John. Okay. This first one I think you might like. Okay. The black and gold cookie table drive-through at Hartwood Acres. Bring it. 
from 11 o'clock to 2 o'clock on Sunday. You don't need a wedding to enjoy a Pittsburgh cookie table. Dress for success. Pittsburgh is bringing the iconic tradition to the public with his fundraising event. Drive through Hartwood Acres to hear music by DJ Jess. Snap a red carpet photo and also grab two dozen cookies from local bakeries. What? That's a good fundraiser. That uh, sounds two at Hartwood Acres. fabulous. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun to take her outside mm-hmm. there. Uh, locally outside music at the Andrew Carnegie Free Library Music Hall in Oakland, 7 o'clock on Sunday as well. You can do okay. that. On the lawn outside the yep, library? Yeah, right outside. Yeah. Okay. 7 o'clock. Uh, you know, that's a spot that, you know, we both love so much, you and oh, I. I. Happy to go there. How about uh, Family Drive and Movie Series at Settler's Cabin Park? On Saturday night. Now, you know, I have complicated feelings about the drive-in. Or maybe they're not complicated. You can go see uh, Jerry Seinfeld's B-movie. At the drive-in? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I can't stay awake. All right. (laughs) Sorry for that. The Murals of Oakland is a guided walking tour Saturday from 1030 to 1130. Join Open Door Pittsburgh to experience the cultural gems of Oakland from murals to street art to community projects. uh, South Bouquet Street. Get out there. What? What murals are there in Oakland? I don't. Well, there's the one on the side of that restaurant, right? I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's, I mean, I spent a lot of time in Oakland. It's a real uh, shame. Well, I'm there, hidden gems. Hidden I'm gems, there twice Karen. a week, two days right. a week. I'm in Oakland. And for some reason, I I can't put my finger on a single mural. Now, this used to be the social highlight of you of your year. I would say one of them from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. tomorrow. The annual Regent Square Yard Sale, out and about. How many things have you bought? I can't believe my daughter has the nerve to graduate the same day as the Regent Square yard sale. I mean, who is she to dominate my social life like this? That's, that's the high holy day for those of us who are, you know, garage sailors. Yeah. I mean, last year was canceled, right? Regent Square yard sale. Yes. That'd be two years since I will, I can't even, can't even bear the thought. And this would be, would be a really good one because last year people missed it. So now they're stockpiling two full years. Right. All right. How about the farmer's markets? City of Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh farmers markets uh, have been postponed until further notice. However, there are farmers markets in Squirrel Hill um, Sunday through uh, July. East Liberty farmers market uh, has started May 10th. Uh, That's uh, Mondays. I mean, there's a whole list of farmers markets. I love it's a little early for a farmers market. Yeah. You you know, at this point, uh, you're getting a lot of uh, lettuces, onions. Uh, yeah, probably onions. Um, I don't really know what else you're getting at this point. Right. Bloomfield but, Farmer's Market, Saturday from 9 to 1. But, 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 you know, people are probably listening saying, I don't know what I'm talking about and that there's yeah. all sorts of vegetables I could get. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good weekend to get out. I mean, whether it's uh, Lawrenceville, Swissvale, Monroeville, Mount Lebanon. There's a, I mean, there must be, I'm looking at a list here that um, I saw from the paper the other day. I bet you there's 40 farmer's markets in and around wow. uh, Pittsburgh. Wow. That's good. Do you have a farmer's market that you like to frequent? or one There's one you... right down here in the street here. Yeah. In, our, in the uh, Forest Hills Presbyterian Church every oh, Friday. Nice. Okay. It's going on right now, as a okay. matter of fact. Great. Well, I, I then I feel like my, I feel, okay, I feel like my dance card's booked. For the weekend. Well, yeah. I mean, with all this activity, all these options that I have. What about Kennywood? I hear that Kennywood is ditching the mask mandate. Kennywood is open, right? Officially now. Yeah. And <laughs> just mean, today, there's an article in the Trib saying that they're uh, 
the mask requirements for the full, fully vac- vaccinated are out. Right. You got to be careful when you say Kennywood's open on the radio. All of a sudden you, you really get anxious. Yeah, hey, Kennywood's open. Hey, st- and only from Pittsburgh would you recognize I that. I wonder yeah. if you were like, you know, in a, you know, in a large area somewhere, you know, like far from Pittsburgh and you yelled out Kennywood's open. If somebody would, tr- if somebody would turn around, you'd go, you'd know, they were Yenzer. There's my, yeah, exactly. That's right. right? That's right. It's sort of like the secret, what do they call it? The dog whistle, right? Yes. That's the Yenzer dog whistle. Dog. <laughs> Kennywood's right, open. Good. That's kind of sad when you talk about it that way. Um, You know, Sunday at noon, I will be uh, stationed in front of the television because that will be the beginning of uh, the Pens in the playoffs. Oh, oh, see, you know know how I feel about this. I know how you feel about this. I always have a hard problem with this. Yes. It's like the Steeler. It's too nice to be inside watching television. Right. Well, I mean, the playoffs only come once a year, John. Right. And there are a lot of hockey fans around the globe who wish their team was in it. Of course, yeah. And a lot of them are in Canada. I'm not saying don't go. I just say me personally. You know, when we were kids, we, uh, my dad would bring out a portable television set and we'd sit on the porch and watch television. Oh, um, nice. Super Yinzer. Yeah. But the first time he did that, I, I was like, it was like a, I cannot believe we're actually sitting outside watching television. Like it was like some gigantic big deal. Right. It's anyway. like luxury, right? It was, you know, unexpected luxury. It's the best well, kind. Swiss value luxury was kind I of mean, like, you know, I mean, it's got modified luxury. But, I mean, it wasn't Swiss value. Depends on how you look at luxury anyway. Okay. We need to take a step aside. But when we come back, the conversation will turn to angels and demons. Dr. Michael Heiser will be with us and we'll talk about what the unseen realm has to do with the seen realm. That's next Friday edition, right home. But first, it's good to know that this weekend is so beautiful and it would be well worth your while to visit the spring house to satisfy the appetite on many different levels. Hey, Marsh, how are you today? Hi, great. How are you guys doing? We're good. Good. What can we expect this weekend at the spring house, Marsh? I'm excited. Well, it's, it's a peaceful weekend at our place, but the Pike Days, which is this celebration of Route 40, the National Road, and all the um, covered wagons went on Route well, was just a trail then. But then it became okay. National Pike, our National Pike. And this is the celebration of National Pike Days this weekend. And it's really? tomorrow. And um, lots of people like to go to that and then head back over the hill our way and enjoy some good eats and hang out on the farm. And it's going to be beautiful out. And we have four baby calves and a lamb and some baby goats. And so we've got all kinds of... Um, Nice things to sit on and to hang out on, and of course, nice things to eat at the spring house. <laughs> Very nice. Are you serving Rocky Road ice cream, Marsha? Just sort of a oh, you know, to that's a great idea. The ode to so the, uh, <laughs> the pike. Very good. Hey, listen. I mean, it's well worth your drive to the spring house. The food is always great. The company is fabulous as well. Marsha in the spring house, something good to eat. Hey, Marsh, uh, happy Pike Day at the spring house. Thanks. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Salvation is free, but the discipleship costs. Are you willing to pay the price? You know, we sing it pays to serve Jesus. Of the toilet. It pays every step of the way, and it does, doesn't it? I, if I had a thousand lives, I'd give them all to Jesus. It pays over and over again. Join us for more of Adrian Rogers' series, Sharing the Good News, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. 
Every great team needs a great leader. As a successful local radio sales manager, you know you have what it takes to help others succeed. Salem Media Group has a place for you as the Pittsburgh team's next general sales manager. Here, you can put your talent and creativity to work as you lead a seasoned marketing team in a professional and family-like atmosphere. As you hit the streets with our local media strategists, you'll use your knowledge of radio, digital, and social media marketing to provide integrated client-based media marketing solutions that will help our customers succeed. Minimum two years experience as a local sales manager, director of sales, or sales manager with a proven track record of success is required. Must be proficient in Excel, Word, Outlook, and PowerPoint. See full details, responsibilities, and requirements when you apply now at SalemMedia.com slash careers. That's SalemMedia.com slash careers. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hill seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. up the terms angel and demon Mm -hmm. um things can get crazy pretty quickly yeah but i feel like in the past that has discouraged me from looking at the reality of it because i didn't want to go to the crazy edge yeah you know i didn't want to go to the sensational side and so i didn't talk about it or think about it at all well, here's the thing, right? When you talk about angels and demons, of course, most people are going to look at Hollywood, right? We're going to look right. at... Or Hotel California by the Eagles. <laughs> Playing you know, backwards in your head. As believers, we should be going into Scripture, right? To look at angels and demons, especially Old Testament, right? I mean, I think that's, of course, where it all begins. All <laughs> Dr. Right, Michael well, Heiser is with us. And uh, Dr. Heiser is a professor and scholar in the fields of biblical studies in the ancient Near East. He's got a popular uh, podcast. It's called uh, The Naked Podcast, which has uh, passed 5 million downloads in 2019. Also, he's many several best-selling books, The Unseen Realm, Recovering the Supernatural Worldview of the Bible. And uh, Dr. Heiser, welcome to the show. Happy that you're with us here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. You know, I Lest your audience be too shocked, it's the Naked Bible podcast. <laughs> that is shocking. <laughs> My apologies. Right, we do Bible stuff, but I, I do have the word naked in there, but it's not a naked podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow, podcasts are changing now, aren't they? You yeah. never know what the heck you can expect. I mean, you know, what's the Bible between friends, right? I mean, <laughs> cover up there, my friend. Cover up right away. Okay, Michael, uh, so... Uh, I'm curious about angels and demons, and I'm reading about you, and you talk about, you know, Babel and the three rebellions in the Old Testament, which really sort of sets the stage for how we see angels and demons today. Yeah? Yes. Well, I I like to introduce that subject this way. If you ask the average Christian today, hey, why is the world such a chaotic mess, you know, with all this depravity and evil and sin? 
the answer you're going to get is Genesis 3. That's the, the fall in the garden, Mike. Don't you read your Bible? Uh, but if you ask the average first century Jew or literate, you know, Old Testament person, that is not the answer you would get. The answer you would get is, well, there's actually three reasons why the world is a mess. The first one is what happens in Eden. You know, we have to own that. It's the initial human rebellion and also the initial supernatural rebellion with, you know, the, the figure that will become known as Satan. But we also have two more. One is what happens in Genesis 6, 1 through 4, the sons of God and the daughters of men. It's a very strange passage. and has Nephilim and all that. In, in, in Jesus' day, the primary concern there, though, was really verse 5, about how every, every human before the flood in connection with the first four verses was somehow corrupted, you know, that every imagination of their thoughts of their heart was only evil continually. So I, I realize we can't get into the backstory of that, but there's a Mesopotamian backstory that Genesis 6, 1 through 4 responds to theologically to correct their theology. And that story was known in the first century, the writers of the Dead Sea Scrolls, books like Enoch, which were among the Dead Sea Scrolls, and it connected that idea with angels, sons of God, teaching humans certain things to effectively destroy themselves and people around them, turning their hearts toward idolatry and seduction and warfare and just all sorts of bad stuff. But the third one is the one you asked about. The third problem is what happens at Babel. And we don't see this because of our English translations. If you Go to the Tower of Babel story. You're not going to read anything about angels there or demons. But if you go to Deuteronomy 32, 8 and 9, you will. Deuteronomy 32, 8 and 9 in the ESV and also in the NLT and RSV. There are a few English translations that will read something like what I'm going to read to you here. It says, when the Most High, again, that's God, it's not a brain teaser, when the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, and when he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of the peoples. I mean, this is Babel, Genesis 11, Genesis 10, the table of nations. God did so according to the number of the sons of God. There's that phrase again, sons of God, celestial beings in Old Testament language. But the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is his allotted heritage. And what this means, in, in a nutshell, is that God was angry with humanity at Babel. Have you ever wondered, you're reading through Genesis, and everybody sort of knows that there's, you know, there's the true God out there and creator and blah, 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 and you get up to the time of Abraham, and all of a sudden we get idolatry. Like, where'd that come from? Mm, How did yeah. we lose this knowledge? And the answer is this passage. God is angry with humanity. And he not only confuses their languages and splits them up ultimately into nations, but he assigns the nations to the sons of God. You know, he, he puts other supernatural beings in the heavenly host over them. And we know this is the way we should read this is because of Deuteronomy 4, 19 and 20, where we get this allotment language that God has allotted the, the heavenly host, members of the heavenly host, that Israel was not supposed to worship, but he's allotted them to the nations. Deuteronomy 17 refers to those beings as gods, Elohim. This is, the, this is the Old Testament explanation of why the other nations worship other gods, where they get their pantheons, and how things go wrong. I mean, initially, God does this as a judgment, as a punishment. They're placeholders. He, he turns around what happens in the biblical story next. He, he calls Abraham, 
and he makes a covenant with Abram, Abraham. And it's through him that all these other nations are ultimately going to be blessed. They're going to be brought back into relationship with the true God. But that isn't the way it happens. You know, we find out from Deuteronomy 32, if we keep reading, that even the Israelites start to go after these other gods. And the whole thing descends into chaos. You know, Daniel, prince of Persia, prince of Greece, Daniel 10, it's a really cool passage that we have supernatural mm-hmm. beings that are somehow behind geopolitical empires. Where does Daniel get that theology? He gets it from Deuteronomy 32, 8, 9. The nations are put under the dominion of these other beings who flaunt their authority, abuse their nations, enslave their populations, turn Israel's heart to idolatry. They ultimately get punished in Psalm 82. Now, Michael, let me, let me interrupt you. We're talking to Dr. Michael Heiser, professor and scholar in the fields of biblical studies and the ancient Near East, uh, author of several books, including The Unseen Realm, Rediscovering the Supernatural Worldview of the Bible. Okay, now let me just say that I, and I have noticed this about myself for years. When I see a passage mm-hmm. like you're talking about in Deuteronomy 32, I read it as metaphorical. That's always, mm-hmm. that's always my go-to. And I don't know if I do that because it's, it's more easily understood or why I do that, but I have a feeling I'm not alone in that. You're, but you're reading it specifically. Correct. Yeah. T- talk about the difference well, I, and, and I, how, and how you could look at that passage. Right. I, I'm reading it because that's the way Paul read it. And that's the way Daniel took it. But you're, what you describe is very normal because we're modern. Even as Christians, mm, yeah. we have what, what I call selective supernaturalism. And that is, we embrace the, the supernatural ideas like Trinity, virgin birth, incarnation, deity of Christ, you know, hypostatic union, and all these fancy theological terms. We embrace these things, and we don't really bat an eye. We don't, we don't apply the, the rules of modern thinking to them, you know, and ask questions like, well, how does that work, you know, like scientifically? We don't do that. And so the question is, why do we do that to other passages from the same source, in other words, the Bible, about the supernatural world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Peter, that makes sense. You know, Peter took you know, Genesis 6, you know, for what it says, he refers to angels that sinned at, you know, at the time of the flood. If you look at Paul, Paul actually quotes Deuteronomy 32, 17 in 1 Corinthians 10, 21 and 22, where he's warning the Corinthians not to eat meat in a certain context, lest they be associated with the temple rituals and have, quote-unquote, fellowship with demons. So it's very clear that, that Paul, I mean, Paul obviously believed demons were real, and he confronted a few. Um, so he, he, he hearkens back to Deuteronomy 32 for these very you know, sons of God you know, over the nations that were seducing the Israelites to idolatry. And he refers to them as demons there. It's a, it's a much broader term. So he considers them real. These are actually the principalities and powers of the New Testament, really, in Paul's letters. If you think about Paul's vocabulary, what, what's interesting is he does use the word demons occasionally, like 1 Corinthians 10, 21, and 22. But most of his, his vocabulary for the supernatural bad guys, look at his terms, principalities, powers, rulers, mm-hmm. thrones, rulers and dominions. Yeah. Right. What do they have in common? They are all terms that speak of geographical dominion, geographical rulership. And so this, mm-hmm. this is what he was up against. He, when he goes into a pagan town, a Gentile town, and even Plato before the New Testament has the same worldview that 
you know, like the Greek city worships these gods because the bigger gods say they have to. And it uses the allotment language. I actually quote Plato in my demons book to make this point. But Paul knew that they had this shared worldview. So he would go into a place and he knows what they're thinking. I'm preaching Christ to you. And you're thinking that if you abandon your gods and turn to the most high made flesh, Jesus of Nazareth, that you're in deep trouble. Your gods are going to get you. You're going to be punished. And Paul could say, look, look, fellows, it's the most high. You understand the term. There is no higher authority. He came a man, died on a cross, rose from the dead, so that you could have a relationship again with him. So he not only wants you to turn your back on your, on your gods, and he'll protect you because he is the highest authority. He insists on it. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid. You know, come over to the, to the other side. Paul Paul actually links the, the nullification of the authority of the principalities and powers, uh, specifically with the resurrection and ascension, half a dozen passages in Colossians 2 and 3 and Ephesians 1 and 1 Peter 3, Peter does it too. And it, the logic is when Christ rises from the dead and ascends of the Father and sits down at the right hand of God, he is now fulfilling the, the Old Testament theology of the Son of Man, ultimately, who is given everlasting dominion over the nations. Who rules the nations now? Well, these guys. It, what's really cool is, is in Revelation 2 and 3, and Paul does this too in 1 Corinthians 6, where he, there are passages where, where Jesus you know, tells people, Revelation 2, 20, 24, or 2, 21, Revelation 3, 24, he says, to him that overcomes, I will put him over the nations. He will, he will sit with me on my throne, and I will share my authority with him again over the nations. But that's us. That, that's, that's believers. Yeah. You know, we are ultimately going to replace the rebellion. We, we replace what has been mm-hmm. lost. This is why Paul says when he tells the Corinthians to quit arguing among themselves and suing each other in First Corinthians 6, he has this throwaway line. At least it's a throwaway yeah. to us. He says, don't you people know that you're going to judge angels? Right. Don't you get it? Yeah. <laughs> and the answer is no, we don't. <laughs> we don't get it. You know, it's, right. It was very, we, they, we were very earthly focused. And he's like, look, don't you know what your destiny is? And they didn't. So, Michael, you bring up a good point, right? I mean, if we knew the powers that surround us, you know, the unseen, the angels and the demons, if we really invested in the truth of that, we would live our lives differently. I mean, we just ignore this. We we ignore the the truth and power of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you, for me, you know, I've had my head in this for 20 years now. And it's fun. You know, there's a lot of lurking. A lot of stuff lurking under the English translation. And if you if you approach scripture like an ancient person would, which is basically my one string banjo, you, you see lots of stuff. But for me personally, when I saw that Paul linked the return of the Lord in Romans nine to the fullness of the Gentiles, that phrase, which is the accomplishment of the Great Commission, that redefined spiritual warfare for me. I mean, ask yourself, tell, wait, explain, wait, wait, unpack that a bit for us. Sure. Well, what Paul, you know, he, he says that, again, that his, you have the fullness of the Gentiles, whatever that is, okay? And that, in turn, is the catalyst to, quote, all Israel being saved. And that, in turn, is the catalyst to, and then the end comes, and then we have the day of the Lord, the return of Christ, and then we have the new heaven and new earth. So all these things are related. There's a concatenation of ideas. And what it means is that 
when is when is the fullness of, of the Gentiles accomplished? Well, that's that's the, the Great Commission, where we go not we're witnesses in Ju- Jerusalem, Judea, and the uttermost parts of the world. We go back and we reclaim in every place. You know, we're looking for those people who will turn away from their gods and turn toward the Savior, turn turn toward Jesus. And when when God says, "Okay, that mission is done," then that's the trigger event for all this other stuff. And so I often mm. get asked, do, "Do the demons think they can win? Do they think they?" And I and my answer is always, "Well, it depends how you define winning. Do they think they can kill God? No, that's ridiculous. They know better. But if winning is defined as, you know what? As long as we forestall the fulfillment of the Great Commission, which we accomplished by distracting the church and making it worldly to invalidate its message, then the end that awaits us." is also forestalled. We're still here. Good. You know, and, and that's Heiser. actually a reasonable plan. <laughs> yeah, it's very reasonable. Yeah. Well, well, Dr. Heiser, obviously, I mean, you know, our, our time is over here, and it's so deep and rich, and you've spent decades studying and teaching and thinking about this. So uh, come back and do it again, because uh, you're really just tiny scratching the surface. Well, I'd love to. It, scripture is an endless fascination when you start to read it through an ancient person's eyes and really kind of understand what in the world they were talking about in some of these weird passages. That's good. I love it. Per- perspective is everything. Dr. Michael Heiser, professor and scholar yeah. in the fields of biblical studies in the ancient Near East. He's the author of a whole bunch of books, including The Unseen Realm, Recovering the Supernatural Worldview of the Bible. And the podcast, Ken? Yeah, the podcast is called the Naked Bible Podcast, which Very passed good. five million downloads in 2019. Very nice. All right, Thank there's you, Dr. a lot Heiser. coming up. Yeah, thanks, Dr. Heiser. Coming up next, uh, we're going to switch uh, in a big way. We're going to talk about what you might not know this weekend when you're out and about about poison ivy. Wow. What's next? Well, shockingly, and with great celebration and fanfare, another year in college has come to a close. Grove City College has weathered the storm. And unlike a lot of colleges, Grove City was committed to meeting and teaching in person. Now, of course, in this COVID era, nothing was perfect. And there were illnesses and incidences. And it was a bumpy ride. But... The thousands and thousands of students at Grove City College, they made it through. So with some foresight and some wisdom, Grove City continues to meet in person. And Kath and I had students on campus at Grove City. We're proud to say our kids are Grovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, for any parent of any college student or high school student in particular, I mean, anybody, parent of any age child over the last year and a half, boy, it has been a real challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I can speak as a parent, as John said, of, of a Grove City student. And I just think, you know, when, when things are as topsy-turvy as they have been, and there's so much uncertainty, it is really a comfort to see that there's an organization that is so well organized, so well run, and the decisions they're making, they're doing their best that they would be godly ones. And so as a parent, all I can say is, it's been a great ride in spite of COVID, and the semester is almost over. GCC.edu online. 
Where the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. Have you ever caught yourself believing you'll never find a deeply fulfilling relationship with a marriage-minded Christian man? Well, you're not alone, and I can relate. For years, I believed I would never find the love of my life. If you're feeling stuck in negativity, I invite you to join me in my free Married in 12 Months 5-Day Challenge at lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. The pandemic has caused families to spend more time in close quarters than ever before. But if you're noticing an emotional distance between you and your child because of their drug or alcohol use, you may not know where to turn. Partnership to End Addiction can help. With free guidance, support, and resources, we work directly with families and communities across the country to help save lives. And we can help you, too. To end addiction, start with connection. Reach out to us at drugfree.org. We'll see mainly clear skies for tonight with a low of 43. Partly sunny tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 69. Tomorrow night becoming cloudy with a low of 48. Sunday we'll have times of clouds and sun. Sunday will reach a high of 67. Monday mostly cloudy with a high of 70. As temperatures warm, please look before you lock. Make sure you don't leave your child unattended in your vehicle. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. yard work or gardening, planting more flowers and whatnot, you always have to avoid, uh, first recognize the arch enemy of backyard gardeners everywhere, which is poison ivy or poison sumac. I mean, one brush of that, uh, all it takes is just a little tiny brush against a poison ivy plant and it will quickly, that oil, get on your skin. And before you know it, in a day or so, you've got a rash that will take weeks and weeks to eradicate. I mean, the, in the old days, Kath, we, you know, we used to do calumine lotion. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, uh, if you're fortunate, you uh, recognize it. You call your family physician, and he's able to give you a little um, pack of uh, pills that will break the rash. It, it essentially will stop it in its tracks, but it's still a pain in the keister. What's your relationship with poison ivy, Kath? I've never had it. What? You've Listen, never had yeah, it? And I, I, and you know, I spend a lot of time gardening. And so I suspect that I might be immune to it. Oh, now God here's the you. thing. I, um, look, it, there's a New York times article today about this. And in looking at the pictures of poison ivy, it is so difficult for me to, to distinguish it because it looks different in different settings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and according to its age, it also looks different. So um, so I'm not saying that I've gone out and played with poison ivy and haven't come back with anything. I'm just but saying all I know is that over my lifetime of being outside and gardening, I've never gotten it. Really? 
So now, now, interestingly enough, my daughter, who is 19 years old, um, also thought she was immune because she has worked outside a lot with me. Mm -hmm. She went on a um, on a work project uh, trip with her youth group maybe two or three years ago. She got poison ivy so badly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it lasted it lasted almost four months. So forever. Yeah. So so. It could just be that I have not contacted it at the exact correct moment. Now, the New York Times article says that exposure to just 50 micrograms of urethral, which is the compound that causes the rash, equivalent to less than a grain of table salt, mm-hmm. causes a rash in 80 to 90 percent of adults. Right. Okay. I mean, literally, that's a really small amount. Forever. I mean, I would say probably every year for decades, at one point or another. I get poison ivy. Really? I just do. Yeah. My when when we were growing up, my my sister, one of my sisters got poison ivy so bad on her face, she was unable to open her eyes. Uh, I was like, "Oh, I remember being a kid like mortified at her face because, you know, she became otherworldly." I mean, it, it just kind of The good news is I am married to a woman who can spot poison ivy from um a great well, distance fabulous. and we walk the uh, the yard before, you know, uh, now, right before the growing season gets in full fruition and she's able to go there. To, we take a shovel, we dig it up, you take it out by the roots. We've torn it down from trees. She really is on top of it. So she has saved me an awful lot. And I, I think the better news is also, you, you know, now there's uh, the availability of this, these pills that you take, those pill packs. It does stop it in its tracks. Your daughter hasn't done that? She did do that. Yes, that's yeah, that's the only persisted. way it stopped with her. But surprisingly, we couldn't figure out why it kept reactivating yeah. until the uh, our wonderful doctor, Dr. Roland, uh, he told us that it can linger on boots, work boots. What? Yes, for so that's a what long kept on re- time. So kept every on re- time she put her boots on, she would like yeah, oh reinvigorate. So we, we had no idea. We had no right, idea. Right, right. Anyway, be careful out there in the yard. The old, you think about your boots. They're not, you know, your socks are going in the washing machine. Your clothes are going in the wash. Maybe your glove, not your boots. Nope. That oil stays on there. Okay, we'll step away for just a minute. Uh, what a week it's been, has it not? It feels yeah. like it's been a long, long week. Kath and I next, our Friday feature, The Week in Review. What was everybody talking about? What hacked you off? What did you eat? What did you watch? That's next. The Ride on with John and Kathy. We are Pittsburgh's Christian Talk here on 101.5 Word FM. Streaming, The Ride on with John and Kathy. 101.5 WORD. Hi, I'm Don Crow. This week in the Christian Outlook, sponsored by the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, Israel finds itself under a barrage of rocket fire from Hamas. Aimed not at military targets, but aimed at civilians. We have all this and more. Be sure to join us and visit our website at ChristianOutlook.com. The Christian Outlook, Sunday night at 10 on 101.5 WORD. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax 
tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. On the upcoming Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise with Alistair Begg, Laura Story, and Michael O'Brien, you'll be surrounded by the fellowship of like-minded travelers along with Bible teaching and worship. This travel experience is hosted by Salem Media Group and our partners Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Bring home life-changing memories to treasure and stories to share. Join us for this unforgettable Alaska cruise this summer by calling 855-565-5519 or visit deeperfaithcruise.com. Want to hear something amazing? Oh, and feel free to tell your friends, too. So, Kohl's, they're having a huge sale on summer stuff. And if you live for sunny days like I do, you need to check it out. I got 40% off a new patio set, Food Network Grilling Essentials for 20% off, and 50% off those yard games my kids won't stop talking about. Best part? I got an extra 15% off and some Kohl's cash. It almost makes being cooped up all winter worth it. Almost. Select styles 15% off for end May 16th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? I would say people were talking about the Russian hackers who hijacked the pipeline, which caused uh, price spikes and disruptions across the east and the south. I mean, that was weird. Uh, It goes to show how fragile we are when a band of nefarious no goods can. uh, What's surprising also was, you know, the $5 million ransom was paid and it was just $5 million. You think they would have asked for like, you know, $100 million or more. Anyway, that's what I thought people were talking about. Kath? Uh, I think everyone's talking about the fact that the CDC says no more masks inside if you're vaccinated. I mean, that's like opening up a whole new realm of existence for all of us. Yeah. Next. What was a conversation that made you think? Uh, We talked to Rebecca McLaughlin uh, earlier in the week. I think it might have been Tuesday about the... the, uh, Tuesday at 510. Thank you. uh, Was this yours as well? Uh, it was, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, you're going to switch gears because I've uh-huh. said it. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I, I've been thinking about this often because I take a walk in my neighborhood and I see those yard signs and I see the signs and I go, yeah, okay, of course, of course. You know, virtue signaling or not, they do speak a lot of them of important truths, but it's not biblical. A lot of it's not biblical. And it, it just, 
infuriates me to some degree, but it also humbles me to some degree. So those yard signs are really vexing to me. I, I don't know. I, I, they sit uneasy with me. I, I wish I had a better response. Rebecca McLaughlin talked to us about that. Kath? Um, I'll go for Wynn Collier, who was with us Wednesday at 510. He wrote the authorized biography of Eugene Peterson, who is an influential pastor and writer who passed away within the last uh, 18 months or so. And I don't know, I just, I appreciated Wynn's perspective on, um, on Eugene simply because he portrayed him as a complicated person and we're all complicated people. It yeah. just it bothers me when anyone is reduced to being one thing or another thing. You know, he's he's uh he's a reduced to villain. being right or he's reduced to being his most controversial moment um or he's reduced to being his like, you know, easiest most lackadaisical moment. He's not, neither. I mean, he's he's a, he's a person who lived a really dynamic life and did a lot of things um and produced the message which you know, it has been a beautiful thing for a lot of people and, and also causes a lot of anger in others. Yeah. I like the it. book is called A Burning in My Bones is the book. The Eugene Peterson. What did you eat? Well, I'll say this. It's not what I ate. It's what I will soon and very soon be eating tonight. Because tonight I'm taking my oldest son to Tesaro's. No. We are going to drive into Bloomfield to Sars is open only three days. Oh We're open gosh, until John. nine o'clock. Please don't, uh, don't go. I need to, I need to get there for, I need to get there, but I'm going to go have myself a bacon blue cheeseburger, medium rare at the Saros with some home fries. And yeah, outdoor dining at the Saros is back. Bring I on am a bacon outrageously blue jealous. Yeah, outrageously jealous. That is awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, last week, because of Mother's Day, my husband very kindly stopped at the Lincoln Bakery, which is in Bellevue on Lincoln Avenue, and he purchased a cheesecake sampler. Mm. I will tell you that I was presented with a chocolate chip cheesecake, a plain cheesecake with strawberries on top, Dang. a lemon cheesecake, and a triple chocolate cheesecake. Mm. I ate all four pieces over a two-day span. And it was fabulous. And I just want to say that it's hard to fit in my pants. And yet I do believe it was worth it. What did you watch? Well, I, I think always with a caveat, when we talk about what did we watch, I have to say, I watched it. I enjoyed it. This may not be for you. Don't invite your children to watch it alongside. I watched a film this week called St. Maud. It's uh, streaming right now on Amazon Prime. Now, I, I, I love... Starby Arthur. No, it's not that. I wish it was. No. Uh, it's described in some ways as a, as a horror film. But I did not take it that way at all. Here's a brief description of this. Now, I think this is... In, it's interesting to me because I always like to see how people look at Christians or people who are believers, right? Maud is a reclusive young nurse whose impressionable demeanor causes her to pursue a pious path of Christian devotion after an obscure trauma. Now charged with the hospice care of Amanda, a retired dancer ravaged by cancer, Maud's fervent faith quickly inspires an obsessive conviction that she must save her ward's soul from eternal damnation, whatever the cost. Holy, that sounds That's, like a lot. I'm telling you. It's a really interesting watch. 
not for everybody. I'm not saying it's a Christian film by any stretch of the imagination. It's from Finland. It's a Finnish film. So how they are looking at people of the Christian faith, it could be a horror film to some smaller degree because there are some disturbing images. But St. Maud, I thought, was extremely interesting. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to go the complete... Uh, opposite pendulum swing right. uh, for those of you who aren't interested in the horror film uh, of the, the, the mod thing with the hospice uh, storyline, I'll go, <laughs> I want to recommend um, rival sons. I've talked about rival sons on the air before. I think they are the one of, I'm serious. I think they're the single greatest rock band that is currently producing music. Really? I mean, I cannot tell you how unbelievably good this group is and how few people know about them. Rival um, sons, rival sons. Um, their album, Feral Roots, uh, has vaulted into my top 10 ever of all what? time. And if you turn on YouTube and open up the Kendall Calling 2019 live concert, you will get a good feel for what Rival Sons is like. Really? It is an okay. outstanding live show. Outstanding live okay. show. YouTube, Kendall Calling 2019. Check out Rival Sons. Very nice. What hacked you off? Israel, Palestine and mainstream media of oh the gosh. very complex, historically deep conflict. Mainstream media does an abysmal job of trying to find the nuance within this. Because as you might imagine, if you know, if you're a believer, there is great nuance here. But it just hacks me off every time you go on to whatever mainstream media, whether it's New York Times or whomever. They make it sound so simplistic. And, you know, the Palestinians this, the Israelis that. Do yourself a favor. Do some homework and then read about it because there's a lot more than that's what's being presented on the surface. It just hacks me off. That also hacks me off. But I put down something else, which is, listen, there were a lot of people who threw the science denier term around at the start of covid you know, they were looking at people who didn't want to wear masks in the first place. They thought the virus wasn't real, right? They said, oh, those science deniers, how simple they are, right? Well, now listen, those same people now that the CDC has removed the mask mandate are all of a sudden distrusting the CDC, right? Yeah. That they were following in lockstep. And so my question is, so who's the science denier now, right? I mean, like either either you say that you're following the organization or the agency or you're not following the agency, but you can't just toss the term around and change it depending on how you feel about a particular thing. So listen, uh, okay, so that's what hacks me. Okay. Next. What was the best news you heard this week? Hey, look, man, I mean, despite the craziness of this world, pens are in the playoffs, 15th straight year. We've got like this fabulous team, one of the best players who's ever played the game. This is a good place to be. I don't know. It, it, you know, all the weirdness and anxiety, watching some sports where there's definitive things that are happening and, you know, very clearly a winner and a loser. I love it. So let's go Pens. Best news for me, my oldest daughter graduates from college tomorrow. Yeah, so, woo. yeah, yeah. And in closing, you two have anything meaningful for us? I'm going first, apparently. That's I've been looking at the good story of the Good Samaritan yeah. in Luke 10. And I don't know. I just jumped out at me last night. I was reading good a Samaritan. commentary by John MacArthur about it. And uh, he draws something really interesting at the very beginning of it. When the expert in the law stands up to test Jesus, his question is basically, who deserves to be my neighbor? 
as I see it. And Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan, but he ends by saying, instead of not who deserves to be my neighbor, he says, the better question is, which of these three decided to act like a neighbor to somebody else? Hmm. Never thought that I read that story 50 times in my life. Never noticed that before. It's funny you bring this up because I was, there's the same, am I a Christian? Ask my neighbor. That's all we got. And that's John and Kathy's Week in Review. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro-support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. This is John Hall. Visit MyPillow.com for deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the new My Slippers. Click the radio listener square and enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. Remember to use promo code WORD. I'm Pastor Tom Hall. Did you know that First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, is the oldest anything in Pittsburgh? Older than any newspaper, school, or business. Join us Sundays in person at 1045 a.m. Hear the timeless good news of Jesus Christ. We'll be social distancing and keeping everyone safe, so let us know you're coming at fpcp.org. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Robinson Township Christian School. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Would you risk crossing a street busy with traffic, against the light, wearing a blindfold? Probably not. Other risks aren't as obvious, but could be just as deadly, like the risk for type 2 diabetes. Take the free diabetes risk test to learn if you're at risk. Go to diabetes.org slash take the test or call 1-800-DIABETES and stop diabetes before it stops you. A message from the American Diabetes Association. All right, celebrity birthdays for today. Two that were interesting to me, uh, George Lucas and Mark Zuckerberg. 
uh, nice. John. So I'm, I want to start with George, the creator of Star Wars and um, everything to do with Lord of the Rings. Indiana uh, Jones as well. Right. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he did Indiana oh, yeah. Jones. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. That was his, his franchise, yeah. All right. Okay. So he's accomplished a couple of things. Anyway. He's, yeah. Yeah. And he's been around a long time. He's one of those guys you think he could be, you know, 65 or 85. Um, okay. I don't. Uh, I would say George Lucas probably is about seventy. I'd say seventy-six years of age, somewhere there. I mean, old but not super old. He's seventy-seven again. Yeah, he, scary close. Very nice. Scary close. And uh, Mark Zuckerberg, founder of Facebook, uh, he also celebrates today. How old do you think Mark is? Um, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg has been around for a long time too. It feels like, of course, he was a kid when he first showed up. I bet you, Mark Zuckerberg is not even yet forty. So I would say Mark Zuckerberg is thirty-seven. Yes. What? How can you do that Boom. with Very such nice. astonishing Excellent. accuracy? Yes, I can't believe Mark Zuckerberg is only thirty-seven years old. He should be like ninety. I mean, what his influence, heck? you know. You know he oh my us. gosh! I, if I would have guessed, I would have said he was forty-five. Uh huh. No, I mean, look. So, I mean, how long Facebook's been around for? Almost twenty years, right? I guess. I get. I just. It's that's. Well, Selling that is a lot soul. of a that is a lot of accomplishment and uh, financial gain yeah, by the age thirty-seven. I'll tell you that. Hey, thanks for being with us. Always a great pleasure. It's been a heck of a week. We are uh, always uh, thrilled that you're along. And uh, podcast is up and running. You can find us at wordfm.com. Have yourself a wrestles uh, weekend, would you please? Rest. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.